At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Darnold fakes to McCaffrey, moves up in the pocket, throws long in middle, Anderson's there, caught 10, 5, touchdown! Every time we were in the building, you know, in meetings, I felt like everyone was locked in, ready to do their job, so... Um, we went out there and did just that. We did our jobs and we got away with the win. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. The undefeated Carolina Panthers 1-0 after Sunday's victory over the New York Jets. We anticipate Matt Rule here joining us shortly. We'll get the thumbs up when uh, Coach hops on and we'll get right to him. The Zoke. Jeannie Robb, long time ago, baseball figure, Branch Rickey, the Mahatma, helped integrate Major League Baseball, instrumental with the Dodgers in bringing Jackie Robinson to the show. He had a young team one year, and he told the Dodgers, gentlemen, I prefer the errors of enthusiasm to the indifference of wisdom. Mm. I thought yesterday the story of the game was the Panther defense. Wow. There were errors, but they were errors of enthusiasm with the makeup speed to run things down. How'd you guys see it? One thing about this defense that we've said, this defense is fast. They are really fast. You know, I think one of the hallmarks or trademarks is they, they're able to get sacks, but the pressure they was able to put on Zach Wilson, young quarterback, they really had him flustered and running in that backfield trying to find an opening. I love the wide nine look by uh, uh, Burns. Brian Burns lined up on a tackle, but he was about three yards outside the tackle and made that tackle go ahead and and try to get to him. Then he bull rush him or go right by him. I mean, just some excellent play. Kind of reminds me of Julius Pepper's way Pep would play on a wide nine. I think the team is very, very fast defensively, and you're right. The story was the defensive front. That defensive front was smoking yesterday. And they had a, you know, a collectively a shutout deep into the second half of that game. And I feel like, you know, in the second year now, they've got a lot more of the personnel to be able to do the things they wanted to do last year but couldn't because they didn't really have a, a really good offseason as far as being able to get on the field in the first year with all the COVID protocols. But then a second draft class, second free agency class, they get the type of players they want to get in there that they can kind of go after it when they want to. Not that they always have to blitz or be aggressive up front, but when they want to, I feel like they feel like there's security now with J.C. Horn, chin as a safety all the time that they feel like they have the personnel to be able to do the things that they philosophically wanted to do last year but maybe didn't have all the players ready and and mick don't forget they stopped the run one of the things that was problematic last year they couldn't stop the run couldn't get out from third down with those two stats the third down stat and the running stat total reversal we welcome matt rule head coach of the carolina panthers to the show coach you talked to us some about the brand and the standard that you want to set the team playing with a a joy uh, respecting the game etc to what extent uh, do you feel like yesterday was a good example of the kind of exuberant, uh, unified football you're trying to bring to the, to the Carolinas? Oh, I thought it was a great example. I thought they played hard. They played together. They played as a team. It was great complimentary football. You know, 
Um, defense sets up a score by the offense. You know, offense, you know, pins them down deep. You know, uh, Tommy Tremble stops a kickoff return and gives us the ball at the 45, and, and, and we you know, move the ball down the field. I think they, they played together, which was awesome. And, and Coach, I just mentioned to uh, Mick two stats, one the third down efficiency stat and then that rushing stat. It kind of gets lost because you had six sacks, but it's not lost to me. How important are those stats and what they were able to accomplish yesterday, that defensive front and linebackers? Yeah, we had we had a couple of goals. Number one, we wanted to stop the run and force them into a drop back passing game, um, and we, which we did. And then number two, um, we, you know, we wanted the defense to play sixty plays. You know, we knew it was going to be hot. We wanted to only have to play sixty plays, and so that was about the offense staying on the field and the defense uh, getting off the field. And so, you know, even early on, we had some you know good drives on offense that didn't result in points. But anytime you keep your defense off the field, anytime your defense gets themselves off the field, you have a chance. So I thought both those th- both those things showed up. Those six quarterback sacks were, were pretty evenly spread across a, a lot of different players there. But what was it about Shaq Thompson that uh, yesterday fit him so well beyond the jersey number that he had the interception, he had the sack, he had 10 tackles. But what about his, his game? Have you seen kind of evolve? Because he didn't have a sack or a takeaway last year. Where to, to Yesterday he looked fantastic. I thought he had a great training camp. He had a great offseason. He's working really hard. He looks great. And, uh, you know, his his – his intimate knowledge of the defense and the, you know, the tools that are available within the defense just grows weekly and that allows him to make more plays. Coach Rule on Panther Talk. Coach, how big was that drive to answer the Jets after they scored and then the successful try to cut it to eight? Then the Panthers squeeze off 12 plays, don't get a touchdown, but get that field goal to go up two scores again. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what good teams do. You know, you answer a score with a score, you answer a stop with a stop, and so they scored, um, and the offense, you know, and uh, went out there, moved the ball down the field, and uh, we were able to kick, you know, knock the ball through. So that, to me, is, is when I talk complimentary football, you know, that, that's really what I'm talking about. Coach, there was a number of storylines on offense, uh, and we could talk about CMC or Sam Donald, but I want to focus on the offensive line, the job they were able to do of not only protect the quarterback, but also create those holes from the uh, for the running back. So can you just give us a, what you saw from that position, Coach? Yeah, I thought those guys played hard. They played together. It wasn't always perfect. You know, the quarterback probably got hit hit a couple times, uh, you know, too much. But, uh, you know, anytime you have 60 yards rushing in the fourth quarter, you know, you average over four yards to carry. Uh, the guys in front are doing their job. And so, you know, we'll work, to, we'll work to shore up some of our protection issues. But, you know, only having one sack, I thought that a lot of that credit was to Sam. He did a great job moving in the pocket. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, our, our, whole, our whole thought process this week was just to try to outwork the opponent for four quarters. After uh, you spoke this afternoon, it was uh, Dan Arnold among the players that were speaking. He made a comment essentially that it's nice to be able to learn and uh, and fix things after a win, and uh, and not have a loss be be the outcome of that. What are some of the things, maybe red zone and third down offensively, that you notice that that might be fixable that the Panthers can quickly just kind of self evaluate and change up on? Oh, well, we got you know we we got to be, get better in the red zone on offense and on defense. Um, you know, defense, we got down there twice and they scored twice, touchdowns twice. We got to hold those to field goals. And then, you know, I think obviously we have to protect the passer uh, better and our two-minute defense has to be better. And then uh, obviously our field goal kicking game. So there's lots of things to improve upon. I think we needed to play a game, um, you know, to, to have a chance to evaluate ourselves and, and kind of work from there. Coach, what happened on the fourth, I think it was a fourth down play, where uh, the, at the mesh point with backs in the eye, Ricci in front of McCaffrey, what happened there to dislodge that ball? Yeah, you know, Sam got a little too wide. Um, uh, you know, it's just, it just a specific game plan play that, you know, we'd probably 
uh, if we could go back, we'd probably, you know, work a little more and, and uh, make sure Sam was really comfortable with it. So um, had a chance, it was had a chance to walk in. It was a great play design. We just uh, didn't have the precision we needed on that. And, um, you know, that's, that's what happens early in the season. Uh, you have to, you have to, as the season goes on, really, really develops, uh, you know, uh, precision and the ball handling, all those things. And uh, we have to get that done this week. So that, that, that can't happen. That was unfortunate that it did happen. Thankfully we survived it. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to, we can't have that moving forward. So coach with the limited exposure that your, your quarterback had in this preseason, but you talked about the, the coast game of um, that coast, but the practice and, and the Ravens practice, did you expect, the performance that we got from Sam Darnold uh, and based on what you saw in those games? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, Sam's a grinder. He's a worker. He's a tough guy. He's a competitor. Um, you know, we knew he was going to bring the deep ball to our offense and I, I, I love seeing that. And uh, I thought he did a great job in the two minute before the half taking us down, you know, we scored 14 points right before the half and that was really the difference in the game. So I, uh, uh, I, I look forward to Sam, you know, just taking another step this week. And, and coach, was it design uh, run for that quarterback draw for the touchdown, or was that something that Sam just looked at, saw the the numbers were with him, and decided that look, this, is, this is easy pickings? No, that, that that's a that's a quarterback uh, draw with an RPO attached. You know, so if he has the numbers, he takes the draw. If not, he throws the ball. And uh, it was a good decision by Sam. It was a walk in, nice blocking up front. And of course, you know, Christian McCaffrey was his usual excellent self whenever he's healthy. That's uh, how he plays and did a. A, a well-rounded everything from blocking the key block on the touchdown pass to receiving, running the ball. But you were asked also today about kind of the develop, development of Chuba Hubbard and uh, with Royce Freeman being relatively new in the program here. Th- those two running backs, where where are they in terms of you know fitting in and seeing uh, more action and you being comfortable with them on the field? Uh, you know, Chuba, Chuba got some reps and I think it was a good start for him. He, he's got a He's got to make sure that, you know, we, we can trust him, you know, his, in, in protection and uh, you know, that that'll be his focus this week. And then Royce, you know, uh, just, just need him, you know, another week in the offense. I, I could see him having a good role this week. Matt rule with us live on Panther talk. Who got game balls for you yesterday afternoon, coach? Yeah. You know, we, we gave one to Sam, we gave one to a Christian and we gave one to Shaq. I thought those guys really played well and, uh, Clay Johnston and CJ Saunders were our scout players of the week. Those guys gave us a great look as, as do all of our guys. And, you know, this is a total team effort and those guys gave, you know, those guys were, were recognized for, for that look that they gave. Coach, I, we talked about the sacks earlier, the six sacks, but what did the secondary do to maybe to complement those sacks and how did JC Horn perform uh, his first time out? I thought our secondary performed excellent. Several of those were quick throws were, you know, we, covered everyone and we were able to get to the quarterback uh you know the only disappointing being in two minute when you know we had a couple breakdowns um and, and let some guys get loose but uh you know for, for most of the game those guys played well and, and uh, jc uh had a good game for his first game um something to build on well coach a little bit just on the experience of opening day and, and having uh, you know a lot of fans there in the state and we saw the, the players like on defense kind of dancing in the huddle Shaq Thompson <laughs> some of the players with the music blaring there I know you run music at practice and you like that juice and energy and so forth but for the coaching staff for all you guys collectively to not just get the win but the, the experience of, of having football back in a big stage like that what was that like to get back out there? That was awesome. I mean, you know, it's just great to have, it's great to have the fans there. It's great to have all the people that love and support the Panthers there. Um, I thought the, uh, the uh, digital uh, Panther before the game, I, you know, I didn't see it until <laughs> after the game, but I thought it was unbelievable by our, 
our, our game, you know, event staff, like just for, you know, the cool things that we're, you know, our people are doing here to make uh, the game day atmosphere, you know, one of the best in the league. Can we just call it like it, at least like we see it, if it's not like it is, that Sean Payton is kind of a pain in the rear end. And I say that in the most respectful way possible. Okay. Just hard to compete against. Uh, good football mind, good play caller. The, the league has gotten the, the full dose of this this week with what they did to the, the Packers. Do you know a Sean Payton, Coach? Do you have a relationship with him? I, not really, um, other than just, you know, pleasantries. You know, I, uh, you know, I've joined the NFL at a time when all the head coaches' meetings that they normally have haven't happened the last two years. So every time I've met Coach Payton, he's been really nice to me, good to me. Uh, as you said, he's a great coach. So I always look forward to competing against great coaches. And, Coach, as, since we're talking about the Saints, uh, what are you seeing in Jameis Winston, uh, a, a quarterback who could be at times hot and cold but looked tremendous yesterday and five touchdowns, 148 yards? I mean, that's kind of un- insane. Yeah, Jameis obviously is an you know, outstanding player. He protected the football yesterday. He made a lot of plays with his feet, brought the deep ball element to their offense. Um, they protected him really well. Uh, you know, he, 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 was, he stayed clean the whole day. Um, so great to see him having success. You know, it'll it'll be a, a challenge to to get ready for him. I, I guess uh, finally, coach, we'll let you go after this. From an injury standpoint, was, was Miles Hartfield the the only player uh, from what came out of yesterday's game, and, and how long do you see him being out for? I think Miles Miles will be out for. Yeah, we had to put him on injury reserve. So Miles will be out for a while. Um, you know, we had other guys get banged up in the game, like 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 always happens. But most of them should be available this week. So. Um, you know, I think we came out of that game relatively healthy and anxious to get miles back somewhere down the road. Always great hearing your voice, Coach. Thanks. Congratulations on an outstanding opening day win, and we'll see you this week. Indeed, Coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. y'all. Matt Thank Rule, you. head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I heard from our stat guy, Will Bryan, that Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston set an NFL record. You know what I'm about to yes, say? Yes, I know what you're about to say. For most touchdown passes and the fewest yards The fewest passing. yards are passing. Five touchdown one, passes. 148. And less than 150 yards. That, that's amazing. That's unheard of. That's unheard of. That is absolutely amazing. Because he could be hot and he could be cold. And, and when he's on, he's on. And yesterday he was fire. Yeah, <laughs> one of those touchdown passes was relatively long. So, I mean, the other four must have been dinks. Yeah, I dink, saw him throwing, dunk. though. He was getting under pressure. He was throwing the ball high where it couldn't be intercepted. It's a big receivers and tight ends. So, he was smart in the red zone. He, uh, he said after the games, a reporter Peter King asked him his favorite play of the game. What was your favorite play? And it was one, you know, fake, uh, fake wide zone that he threw away. It wasn't there. What he what he saw wasn't there, so he threw it away. The old Jameis would have tried to force it, mm-hmm. but he chucked it into the stands, lived to play another down. That's- and then quickly to your point, Sam Donald threw away the ball on a couple of plays that was just absolutely still as a quarterback making a great decision. Good job. Love seeing that. All right, so we mentioned Miles Hartfield uh, will be out for – Period of time injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. So schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Broadcast roundtable next. Dante Jackson after that. Scott Fitter after that. We call this Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit panthers.com.
This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Wilson has the snap, being pressured, down he goes. Sacked at the 23. Wilson hangs in the pocket, throws tipped, intercepted, Thompson 40. Thompson to the 45, the 50. Ball cradled in his right arm, the Jets 35. Shaq Thompson with a clutch interception. It's a big accomplishment just to go out there and really just put it together. And um, like I keep saying, we're not done yet. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes out there, but we have made some plays that overrode that the mistakes, you know what I mean? So we got to go back and look at what we messed up on to get better. But this defense, man, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the way they fought for 60 minutes. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Saw Shaq coming off the practice field at Camp Wofford, and uh, he's very nice, said, hey, Mick, how you doing? And I said, Shaquille Green Thompson, how you doing? And he stopped, and I thought he was going to grab me. <laughs> but he said, man, you're calling me by my government name. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, um, I'm so- sorry. Yeah, sorry, so you've Shaq. been drafted. You've been enlisted. You're, I think you're, it's a you great have a long history of irritating veteran players <laughs> as they're walking off practice fields at Spartanburg. <laughs> you talking about Greg Olson? Yeah. That was it's probably joy. more I'm forgetting, but yeah, among, among others. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I mean, I can't stop thinking about this. It is, I'm, I'll, I don't, I'll be 63 years old in a couple of weeks. It has been a long time since I've seen a unit, and I'm talking about this Panther defense, that got me so fired up that, I mean, I, I wanted to run down there and get some shoulder pads. It was just, was it not just contagious? It, no, it was electric down there. I mean, the way they play, how fast, the, the team is very, very fast. And, and that defensive front, we can talk about Derrick Brown, how he splits a double team. I would not want to block that man. You got to put two dudes on that guy right there because he's about to bust you in the mouth. And so we, we saw pressure from inside, from the outside. When Shaq gets his, uh, when he gets his uh, sack, he comes in a double A gap and he runs a stunt. They run a twist stunt and a double A gap. He comes all the way around. And it makes a sack. I mean, just the beauty of the play because the speed in which they play, the guards got to go like this. Man, we're playing against nine guys on on a, on, a, on the defensive line. Where are these guys coming from? That's how fast they look. And if you're not excited about that, something's wrong. And it's um, I don't think the rest of the NFL fan base knows about this defense. No. So I, I, obviously, coaches like Sean Payton are going to be very aware of it and prepared for it. But I think it's kind of like it's not known around the league. That's going to be fun to watch the rest of the football world, see this defense because we get to see it in practice. We get to see it here in the preseason. And now we're going to see it, like, because things are so vanilla, unveiled in that regular season. First game, six sacks. I mean, they've always first and tied for first in the league, six sacks, their rush average. I mean, everything they've done is, like, uh, some of the best in the league uh, through one week. So I think it's it's going to be fun. And they're not going to get six sacks every week. But you mentioned Derek Brown. You know, things they got him for were things just, like, just affecting the pocket. You know, getting a hand up and maybe deflecting a pass or moving the quarterback over to where he's going to be hit by a defensive end or a linebacker coming out of there. So Derek Brown doesn't have to finish the year with 10 sacks no. as a defensive tackle, but his job is just to impact that pocket. And along with Daquan Jones and some of the other guys in there, that's exactly what they were able to do yesterday. And wait till you just start moving down Jeremy Chen from the safety spot and he goes out into like the linebacker position and then he slides up into the defensive line. You wait till that starts to happen because now you got to worry about that guy coming up here and busting you on the side of the head legally. And not just six sacks, but eight different defenders hit Zach Wilson. So <laughs> yes. it wasn't just one guy and Committee. one scheme. On Phil Snow's goal board for the defense, three major things. Number one, physicality. Win the physical side of football. So if you just look at the Jets' injury report, that's a box check. We checked that box. Thing. 
Number two, play hard. Ding. Number three, win the toxic. And win the what? That, win the toxic. And okay. what that means, I had to find out what that, had to get some sourcing on that to find out what that, what that means is the, the force fumbles, the loose ball, the tip passes, the, this, that, those little All those scramble things. plays. Right, yep. exactly. All those scramble plays right there. When it doesn't go, when, when it's off script, somebody maybe makes a mistake, another guy fills the gap, just those kinds of things. Absolutely. I think the Panthers went three for three yesterday, but is it sustainable? Yeah, yes. because it, um, and I think there's a depth in there too. I mean, it's it's a team that's like it's multiple and it's got depth. And what you just mentioned it's eight different guys getting a hit. Um, only um, I think only Reddick had a sack and a half, which he shared with Davian Nixon yesterday. Other than that, it was like spread across the board as far as the sack. So you're not relying on we need Brian Burns. I felt like last year if Brian Burns couldn't get to the quarterback. Nobody's going to get to the quarterback. Uh, if Jeremy Chin doesn't make a tackle, doesn't make a play, we don't have anyone else. And those are two of your stud guys, but now they're surrounded by the support staff uh, that can help them get there. And, J- you know, to me, Hassan Reddick's going to be – him and Burns are going to just do what they did yesterday, feed off of each other from those two edges. Everybody's trying to eat, and everybody wants to eat, and they're going to go ahead and feast on the, the offensive lines because they're that fast, and you've got to respect everybody's ability on a defensive line. Dante Jackson, the 2016 – Series, you remember All or Nothing? I think it was. There were cameras everywhere that year. Dante Jackson uh, had some picks early in the year, but then maybe a lack of maturity that was brought up during the show. I think Dante internalized that. He's come a million miles. He's now a team captain. We're going to talk to him about this when we come back. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Wilson hints to Coleman, who is hit right away, spun down, short of the first down. McCaffrey, the lone setback. Darnold fakes to McCaffrey, moves up in the pocket, throws long in middle. Anderson's there, caught 10, 5, touchdown! It's just good to get our first win. You know, obviously it's it's just one, um, but we just got to keep working and um, you know, move on to the next one after after Monday. But no, it's definitely. I think it's it's good to to feel this, especially with the fans back. Um, being able to get a win at home, um, it's huge, and I feel like the fans had a huge part to do with it. To be honest. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Soki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. He's not just uniform number two six anymore. He's got a C on that jersey for Captain Dante Jackson. How'd that make you feel when you got that honor? Oh, it's a humbling experience of uh, just knowing that um, a bunch of grown men, you know, a bunch of uh, guys who, who lead their families, who um, who come to this job, you know, who professionals just like I am, you know, uh, pick me to, uh, you know, lead the team and be one of those guys that, that's called upon, you know, in the tough times. So, you know, it's de- definitely humbling. It's something that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. Sounds cool. What did you do, Dante, on and off the field to earn that honor? I'm um, just just trying to be the same guy every day, man. Come in here and you know just have a, a personal connection with all my teammates and just you know just be a guy that that just you know takes the air out the room. You know, just be a guy that that, that guys just feel like they can trust and um, 
when times are, you know, when it's good times and when it's bad times. And I think just that that's just a huge honor, you know, coming from um, some of the best athletes in the world. Have you tried to sh- to download a few files, share some things with J.C. Horn? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. We we bounce off ideas and stuff off each other all day. We 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 uh, he's a football brain, you know, and I'm uh, I'm the same way. So we we you know we talk football, we talk coverage, we talk scheme, we talk technique all day, every day, and that's the same I can say with Keith Taylor and Stanley and and Chin and just that just our whole group. You know, we're all just really in tune and just being the best technical group. Um, there is so you know that's one thing that we've been uh, emphasizing and holding each other accountable for the great Dante Jackson on Panther talk how does being a parent how has that helped to mature you as a man oh it most definitely it helped a lot um my daughter is um she she grows she's growing up uh, every single day man she 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 gives me new challenges uh you know every day you know just to just try to be you know a better guy just a better man you know um to, to, for her you know for her stake and it's um it's it, it just started bleeding over into to my my job into my career and um I, I think that you know having a child and just just being a guy that's just you know it's always in tune on something i think that uh, just 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 she just made it you know a little bit um easy for me to uh, mature up and you know uh take take this game you know not take it for granted so much you think you got challenges now? Wait till she gets to be a teenager. Do you think you'll be strict on her? Uh, nah, man, I, I, I don't think so. But you know, uh, you know, you, you live and you learn. So, um, you know, we, we'll see. But uh, I, I don't think so, man. I think that uh, our relationship right now uh, is just a, a testament on you know how it's going to be for, for years. You know, we talk. We, she's three years old, and me and her talk. We sit down and have conversations. You know, she would call me on FaceTime and just ask me what I'm doing and stuff like that. And I just think that just those type of moments are something that that'll be carrying on when I'm 50 and she's in her 30s. So, help keep it all into perspective. I'm sure. Two last football things, Dante. We'll wrap up with you from the press box yesterday. It looked like you guys had a blast. Just an effervescent, fun, fast defense. How does it feel to you and the and the team on the field? Oh, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, that was an emphasis for us. Um, coming into this game, coming into this week, we know that when we're out there flying around, having fun, celebrating with each other through the good things, through the bad things, we know that we're um, a tough defense to, you know, um, get get going on. So um, that was our emphasis coming into the game, man, just making sure we're celebrating and, and, and not taking the times that we out there for granted, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, guys get injured every day, every week, you know, so we just out there, you know, enjoying the time that we have with each other. And um, that, that was, like I said, that was an emphasis for us this week to get out there and just have as much fun as possible, celebrate with each other, and, you know, just to go make plays, man. And um, I think that um, we took a, a step in the right direction. Seems it. Let's uh, la- wrap up with this. We're talking now from uh, Keith Kirkwood and Keith Taylor's locker down here in the locker room. The 2015 team, I remember Josh Norman saying that team was so close. Guys came in, hung out even when they didn't have to. Could this team have that same kind of camaraderie? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. We, we, we're building that, man. Um, that was the thing. You know, Shaq, Shaq is a guy who, who was on that, that 2015 team. And um, that was one thing that he emphasized to this defense is that, like, you know, Whatever, whatever goes, you know, we got to make sure we stick together. We got to make sure that that we building this thing. And now that was a message that Shaq uh, had for us during OTAs. And I just think that every day we just we came in the building and we just you know worked to to um, to, to build that. Like you, you see guys, you know, shooting basketball and you know what I'm saying just guys are talking, guys are you know just 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 getting used to just being around each other and just doing because you know we lost a lot of that time because of COVID last year. So um, 
I think that was just a big emphasis on us, just building that camaraderie, building that chemistry, man, because you, you, you never realize um, how hard you'll go play for a guy once you've had dinner with him every week and, you know what I'm saying, you didn't, you didn't chill with at his house, you know, they ate dinner with his, with his family, you know, you, you go out there and you play, play for a guy much harder, you know, when you, uh, you, know, you realize his, his comfort level outside of football. So I think that that's one thing we've been, you know, tapping into, just getting to know each other and just, just being around each other a lot. Dante, awesome to talk to you, man. Great words. Some of these linemen don't look like they can shoot that basketball too well. I'm going to let you go let, show them what time it is. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I think they got to handle Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Dante Jackson, defensive back on Panther Talk. Stay tuned. Our show continues right after this. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health. Because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Wilson in the shotgun. O-line fan back to pass block. Wilson got to think of something. He's eaten up and eviscerated backside. Wilson has the snap. Bouncing on the balls of his feet. Jacked up at the 22, a sack. Wilson backs up. Hit, yanked down, a sack. Quarterback dart wide open. Sam... Darnold dances into the end zone for the score. We found a way to win. You know, we knew it would be like that. They're they're a, they're an aggressive team, a you know, good you know, good team. Um, obviously, there's things we look at, and say, hey, we better be better at this next week. But um, no, I mean, for us to for us to shut them out for a half, for us to run the football at the end and get the win, I mean, those are all things that uh, you know we wanted to do as a team. Panther talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. We begin our conversation with Scott Fitterer by asking him this very simple question. Scott, how does it feel to be undefeated in your general manager career so far? It actually feels great. You know, it's uh, any win that you get in the National Football League is a good win. And uh, after yesterday's game, the way our players played, they all played with great effort and great enthusiasm. Really proud of the defense and how they came out and made plays. And uh, it's good. It's a great feeling to have a win. Was it set up? in a way, kind of good for the coaches because it was a win, but yet it wasn't perfect. It's not like Carolina beat them 50 to nothing, so there'll be some teaching points moving forward. Right. There's a lot of teaching points. Even when you win big, there's teaching points. Uh, but games like this in different situations, uh, our coaches are really good about breaking down the tapes with the players, You know, pointing out, hey, listen, this is what we could have done better. Offensive line-wise, we could have done this. You know, Defensively, we could have done this. So there's a lot to learn from every tape, but th- this will be a good one to watch. No doubt. Um, we'll talk about Sam Darnold in a second, and natural tendency is to focus on that. But w- with what kind of energy did you feel like that defense play? Oh, I thought they had great energy out there. I thought they set the tempo the whole day. Um, you know, you have guys like Brian Burns and uh, Hassan Reddick, you know, that really set the tempo for the guys up front. And, you know, Derek Brown had a good game. Shaq was all over the field. And really, it, it really helps out the DBs. And I thought overall, uh, the great enthusiasm, great energy. You could feel it. It lifted the offense, and uh, they're going to be fun to watch all year. Seemed like it was kind of contagious. Even the crowd got into how that defense was playing. We said on the radio, Scott, that we thought that uh, Phil Snow called a really good game. Did it seem that way from where you watched it? Yeah, he was very aggressive. You know, we, I thought we blitzed him a lot, gave him a lot of different looks. Uh, you know, going into it, it's a rookie quarterback that hasn't seen, seen a lot of uh, NFL defenses. And I thought uh, Phil did a great job of really giving them different looks and uh, – making the quarterback think a lot in the pocket, and then also all the pressure from different angles. Uh, that's a lot for a, a rookie quarterback to handle. I thought he did a nice job. He showed some elusiveness, but overall I thought our defense was getting after it. 
The Jets, Scott, are known for their aggression and, and their robust front. Uh, how do you feel like the Panther offensive line played? There's improvement to be made there. You know, uh, I thought the guys battled up front. Um, I thought they got the right calls in there. It's just being able to be a little more firm up the middle is what we're looking to do. Yeah, pressure up the middle. It definitely is a handful for any offense. So now to Sam Darnold. What kind of great story was it, heartwarming in a way, that he was able to play so calmly and so confidently against his former squad? Yeah, I was really happy for Sam. I thought he handled the whole week well. You know, it wasn't about himself. It's just another game to him. Um, you know, you always say that, and then, you know, in the back of your mind, this is my old team. But I thought he came out and really had a lot of poise in the pocket, got through his progressions, stood in there. There's pressure in his face at times, and he stood in there and delivered the ball. And uh, I was really pleased with the way he played. How about the tight ends? How did they do as a group? You know, uh, I wish Ian would have pulled that one in. That was so close. That would have been a great play for him. Uh, I thought overall they played well. Good blocking group, it looks like, as well. So um, your job can be difficult. you got this nice office with a window and all that comes with responsibility. Where, where's your mindset right now, uh, Scott, with regard to the kicker position? I think that's uh, something we're going to look into. You know, we, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Santoso, he's got to make that kick. I mean, that's an that's a extra point. Uh, we need more consistency out of the position. That's something we're going to look at going forward. Absolutely. All right, so this week, got the Saints coming in. How big a story throughout league circles? I mean, you're the GM, but, I mean, just as a football fan, it seems like everybody's talking about uh, Jameis Winston today. Yeah, you know, I turned on the tape earlier. Here he had five touchdowns. Looked like he was making the right decisions, great throws, you know, strong arm. And then, really, everything the Saints have been through the last couple weeks, they showed a lot of character and a lot of of mental toughness, uh, what they did yesterday. Should be a good game. Great theater. Thanks, Scott. You're the best, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Scott Fitterer, GM, Dante Jackson before that. Dante was talking about how close the team is and how they socialize. And when the interview was over, I said, DJX, you want me to give you my digits, you know, in case you need to hit me up sometime? Uh-huh. He said, uh, Mick, no. man, no, man. I, <laughs> I think, think JJ knows how to get in touch with <laughs> So no dinner plans? No. <laughs> no. But what I felt about the interview with uh, Dante Jackson, you can hear the maturity and confidence in his voice. And, you know, I remember the kind of the brash young man coming out of school and just being kind of reminds me of like Deion Sanders. He's just got that type of ability. He really does. But when hearing this interview, I heard a, a calm like an Aeneas Williams or, uh, I mean, Niels Wilson or, uh, or just like just kind of more stayed and like, oh, like as if he was a 10-year a vet. Being you a parent know? will do that yeah, too. Yeah, I know. And, and it does. But even as he talked about the team, the camaraderie of – how you get to when you break bread with somebody? How you get to know that person a little, a little bit better, and then you you fight for that person. I mean, I, I I love the interview. Great interview. Oh, thanks, Junior Rob. I was yeah. talking. I was thinking when he was talking about his daughter, and I said, when she gets older, would you think you'll be strict on her? I was thinking, if I had a daughter, and these Joders came over to take her <laughs> out, these I would invest in a lie detector machine. <laughs> I would buy a polygraph. <laughs> I don't care what it costs me. And before this. That's actually a scene from Meet the Falkers. I know. Right. Du jour. That actually happened with Robert De Niro. I know. I say, sit down, son. Sit down. I'd hook you up, hook him up to these electrodes, <laughs> and we'd have a little conversation. There you go. Do you have to have it like electrified so if it lies, you can buzz <laughs> yeah. them a little bit. We made it uh, through the teenage years, and uh, we're done with college now, so we're empty nesters for the first time. I would not go back like no. where, where, where he is now. It's great. It's a great ride to enjoy, but I would not go back a second lap around that. No, is what I'm saying to do that again. It's you great, but do it no. like once, and then you're like, then you just have to sit down on the couch. You go, 
What just happened? I know. <laughs> that was exhausting. It's a great circle of life, though. When yes, it works it well, you realize that all the stuff your mom and dad told you, they they were geniuses. Exactly, 100%. They were geniuses. Who knew? No doubt, man. All right, good stuff, guys. We'll come back, uh, talk a little bit about these Saints that are in the crosshairs. My goodness, Jameis Winston, five wow. touchdown passes. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Coach Rule didn't agree with me that Sean Payton is a huge pain in the backside, but it sounded like he kind of wanted to. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. <laughs> no, no, I'm just playing. It's like trying to get Sam Darnold to say something bad about the Jets last week. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. Don't you think, though, and this thought's not original to me. A friend of mine who works here said it. Actually, prior to the – I give him credit because my, my friend told me this prior to the outburst that the Saints had against the Packers. What does Oak say? <laughs> It wasn't as up. It could have been, but it wasn't as up. No, he said a friend. Okay. But a buddy of mine here I like talking ball with said, you mark my words, this will be Sean Payton. Sean, Sean Payton will be the NFL, good chance to be NFL coach of the year because he'll be thinking in that way that only guys like Sean Payton, Matt Rule, can think. So you thought all that we did, all those wins, all those first downs, all those stats were just Drew Brees? Well, I'm getting ready to show you something right now. And whatever the best of Jameis Winston has to offer, Sean Payton will find it, and it'll be on display. Well, we saw that when Teddy Bridgewater took over for the five, first five games yeah. for um, for Drew Brees. Uh, we saw that when when Tayshawn Hill comes in at quarterback. So you could tell that the game is not predicated upon the quarterback Drew Brees per se. It's really predicated upon that coaching staff and and the offensive coordination of of what they like to run and how they like to attack you. They attack a lot with Elvin Kamara. I mean, they attack with their receivers. Uh, so you. I can say, man, it's not Drew Brees. If I had to point to somebody, I was like, man, I would point to Sean Payton because, to your point, Drew Brees goes down, they don't even miss a beat. And Teddy went 5-0 and as a starter yes. for the Saints that year before he came here. And uh, I think you're right. I mean, you, just, you hate to say it's a system, but if you kind of listen to what they tell you, you, we've watched it play enough, the ball comes out real quick. Yes, it does. They huddle quick. They get to the line quick. The ball comes out quick. They have, always have running backs. Always have running backs that can catch it, like Darren Sproles back in the day and Reggie Bush and yep. players like that. So there, there is a formula to the type of player that fits what they're trying to do. But these are such different quarterbacks. I mean, you think Jameis Winston with his stature doesn't really run at all. Drew Brees was uh, very short, didn't run at all. You, you would think you're like, well, they don't have like a really a running quarterback because Taysom Hill is kind of just like a side thing that they do that's not the main encore of what they're or entree of what they're trying to do at quarterback there. So. It's going to be really interesting because of the fact that they've come out and looked that strong against Green Bay, thirty-eight to three. They put it on in week one. That's crazy. Yeah, and then you got Aaron Rodgers post game. Matt, Matt Lafleur says we got embarrassed, and then Aaron Rodgers says, "Well, yeah, he could say it that way if he wanted to, but I would say it was just one game, just one of seventeen. It's great when they start infighting. <laughs> I love it when it's not on our our team. Yeah, and don't forget." They only scored three points, so that means the defense of the Saints was rocking. Mm -hmm. I mean, you scored three points, and you got Aaron Rodgers there. Aaron Rodgers is prolific, man. That dude is a beast. He can score from any angle, any time. He was the MVP a couple months ago. No (laughs) doubt. And so that means the defense of the Saints was stellar. 
and that's what you have to talk about because anybody's scoring, obviously they're scoring points, but you got to hold that team to nothing, and that's what they did. Wasn't there a story about Jameis Winston? I may get this wrong, but wasn't there a story about he had corrective eye surgery or he had some kind of a, mm-hmm. a vision thing right. that got corrected in the off season, and that's. I'm that not, and again, I'm not 100 percent sure. I want to say it was the year before. I think it was heading into last year, maybe, and he didn't get to play, obviously, a whole lot last year. So it, it, I think you're right. In, in general, there was something with the division that got corrected. He's I always, think Sean Payton corrected a few other things, <laughs> like the throwing mechanics. Man. Yeah, and get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, and get rid of it safely. Don't don't have those unnecessary mistakes, which just compound things. Yeah, I mean, five touchdowns is one thing. He had games in Tampa where you have four touchdowns but three interceptions. Exactly. So five and zero. Perfect. Now you're really doing something really, really good. The Jets storyline, the Jets game had so many storylines. Now all of a sudden the Saints come in. There's no time to, to really glance in your rearview mirror at all in the NFL. We'll talk about that during our final segment. This is Panther Talk from Bank of America Stadium. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now, playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Mick, Eugene, the Zug. We were just talking during the break off air about Sam Darnold and just the calmness and the confidence that's... I wouldn't even say swagger because he didn't. It just seemed like he just was just just balling, just making the plays. It kind of remind me of like Matthew Stafford. Stafford, he kind of like I get the ball out really quickly and I get it out timely. And with his placement of the football, I thought was I thought it was beautiful, particularly the back shoulder fade. That that's a play that's hard to stop, but you got to have great timing to throw that ball behind a guy not so egregious that. He can't get to the ball, but right behind the defensive back, and he threw a couple of back shoulder fades. I was like, wow, that's stellar. That's what Montana does. That's what Elway does. That's what all the great quarterbacks are able to do. And he's got the demeanor, too, that calmness that you see in the, just the, the huddle and the command and all that. You talk about like head coaches and quarterbacks, and we haven't had one game so far, but there's going to be, you know, I was looking at Cleveland playing in Kansas City. There's going to be games you're on the road and the crowds are just against you, and you're just going to need that calm and that guy who's been there. I think those three years in New York, which didn't go well, you, you gain a lot of experience from situations like that where you're the underdog and things don't go your way that, that, that he's learned from and probably made him in the quarterback that he is today. What would it, what's it going to take? What, in what areas will the Panthers need to shore up in order to have a great chance to beat the Saints? Would you, you say got, O-line? Well, yeah, I was going to talk you know, more like uh, when you're in the red zone, you've got to get touchdowns down there. They put up 38 points yesterday. You're not going to be able to come away zeros and threes. So you're going to have to get you're going to have to get touchdowns when you get those opportunities inside the red zone. That has to happen, and you got to convert your third downs. So to me, Eugene, it's like the situational football like that. That that has to be the numbers have to be that the way that you want them to be, not what they were yesterday. And defensively, you let the team back in and have a chance to win the game or at least tie the game up. That can't happen because a good team like that, Elva Kamara, guess what? They'll beat you. For years, the Saints existed driven by their offense. Their defense ranked normally in the teens, the high teens. Is this, Are the Saints good on defense this year? I think it's remained to be seen. I, I didn't get a chance to look at them like that, but if anything says 
three points holding the Green Bay Packers to three points. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. And Lattimore got hurt yesterday, right? Yeah. So that's, uh, I don't think he'll be available. Cameron Jordan seems like he's been around for yes, he has. Ever <laughs> down there. It ought to be fun. All right, great show, guys. No doubt, indeed. indeed. I thought my part was good. Yeah, no, you did a great job, Mick. It goes without saying, yeah, goes without saying until you say it. <laughs> All right. For Jim Zoki, for Eugene Robinson, this is Mick. We appreciate being with you. We'll see you next time for more Back. Panther Talk right Back. here on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule. Brought to you by Atrium Health. Because you deserve to live your best life and we're here to help. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.